1: welcome back to the beer ladies podcast i'm lisa and i am your host this evening or this weekend or today or this morning or whenever you have us in your ears we're we're very very excited to have you back or have you if you're a first-time listener if you are a first-time listener i will say you can find us at beer ladies pod on all the socials we are on instagram we are on Facebook, although uh, I think we have a slightly different name there. We are on YouTube. We are on Mastodon. Sometimes we're even on TikTok, but you can find everything from our link tree uh, for Beer Ladies podcast. And we are really, really excited to have you. You can support us there. Buy us a coffee. Buy us a pint. Buy some merch. Look cool next time you're going out doing what we're going to be talking about in this episode. So slights. Uh, Slight spoiler alert there, but most importantly, I am joined today by Katie and Christina. Hello, ladies. Hi. Brilliant. Hi. It is so good to have you both, and we have what I think is a fun topic for today, but before we get into it, we will go around and do our usual, what are you drinking? So Katie, we'll start with you today.
2: So I am drinking a Bohemian Pills Can you, oh, you dance from Farrington's. Uh-huh. Uh-huh oh the blur it's blurry
1: it's blurry blurry.
2: (laughs) there we go there we go if you're watching on youtube the can is on the screen so farrington's brewery it says a bohemian style lager with a subtle malt base enhanced with noble hop bitterness and the signature taste of czech sass has a spicy earthy aroma finishing with a clean crisp taste um i got it in our local well selbridge Super Value, Luke, and Super Value has gone downhill. I have to say, in oh, the beer quality. So if you're in the locality, go to the Selbridge Super Value. It's much better. Farringtons are Kildare based, I believe, and they have a restaurant. They say join us for a bite in our bar and restaurant. There and they've go. got a
1: number of uh, different styles out now, if I recall correctly. So I've they seen do. them popping up.
2: Yeah, so they were selling like a mixed four pack, um, that had this. I haven't tried the others yet. I might uh. There, there's a, a football match on television later. Ah. Oh, now you're going to know what day we're recording. On. <laughs> I might have one or two and uh, say, "Come on, Ireland!
1: Fair Sorry, point. France.
2: You're probably going to kick our asses." But anyway, we can hope. We can live in hope.
1: Uh, we live in hope. Fair and enough. And yeah, it's Fair a
2: enough. it's a nice it's a nice light color, and it tastes very. It's a nice it's a nice beer.
1: Nice. Oh, that's good. The last time I tried something from them, it was it was good. I think I tried their amber but it was not clear whether it was an amber lager or an amber ale. It was a mystery, but uh, it, it was nice. I'll have to go back and look and see what it was. And Christina Friend, what do you have today?
0: Okay, well, we'll get into my musical tastes later, but suffice <laughs> to say when I was going to shows when I was younger, and I won't say exactly what age, but younger, <laughs> um, typically it was the cheapest fucking beer that you could get your hands on like natty light milwaukee's best <laughs> the beast um i guess in some places people were drinking pbr but that is not what we were drinking where i was <laughs> so for my drinking enjoyment and i know ah she's drinking a mac yes she is she's drinking uh beer of Morietti, um Good which is the closest thing i have to that in my house at the moment um yeah so that's what it says on the tin it is a <laughs> macro <mackerel> lager <laughs> I Absolutely. think
2: the Irish equivalent would have been well back before the Aldean little days it would have been Dutch gold
0: oh, oh yeah. yes yes should have got
1: that (laughs) that. yeah there's always still a trail of dutch gold outside my house if there's been a big event at croke park it's just you know cans you know look at you lisa
2: (laughs) or a or a lone bottle of jameson i saw you post
1: yeah yeah lone bottle of jameson that was uh the, the day before saint patrick's day someone had gone through the whole thing and then just left it in the middle you know left it in the middle of the footpath so it was uh you know, it, it gets wild, it gets wild. Oh, that's great. And I have, um, and again, you will find out why shortly. I have the Lockgill Full Power Extra Special Bitter, And you all know how I go on rants about how we never have any bidders in this country. But thank goodness, Lockgill out of Sligo have made this really gorgeous ESB. And I, I know they're trying to sort of, um, you know, sort of check the numbers, make sure it did well. So I just want to say, lads, really good. Let's do this again. Uh, Mm. And you'll find out the other reason I'm having it very shortly. Uh, It does have to do with our topic, which is drumroll. And it's so appropriate to say drumroll. So music and beer. So we'll be talking about pairing music and beer, uh, whether that's sort of sitting at home, listening to something, whether that's going out to a venue. And I think, Christina, that your beer is perfect because so many venues only have that. (laughs) And so that can still put you in that sort of good frame of mind of maybe remembering a great gig but that had terrible beer or that was perfect for that gig but i think i have to first give credit to katie because you had this genius idea of sort of playing around with uh you know all the ai to see what do you get when you ask it yeah. so share some of your your findings
2: before we move on to that, i'm just going to say you're the Lock Gill beer extra special bitter and full yeah. power i like it because in ireland the national power company for years was called ESB electrical supply board. It's so
1: perfect. It's so So perfect. I I don't even know if they've made that connection. (laughs) I so good i have made there's a a little
0: lightning bolt so they might there there. is a
1: little lightning bolt so that's probably there it's probably there i was starting to see if there's anything all in the can about it but no it basically is just like we're Lock gill we make good beer which is all true so Mm -hmm. no yeah
0: uh, no complaints i I second i want to get this i second lisa's motion please make that i like that beer a lot yes Mm -hmm.
1: yes and i know they have the beer they make for aldi uh which is i i don't think it's quite the same recipe but
0: they do make a good
1: bitter uh, under their other label Um, and I'm forgetting now which one that is but it is very nice but um so yay more bitters yes please um and again there'll be a there'll be a why in a a little bit but Katie tell us tell us your your adventuring and your discovery.
2: Last season we did an episode on uh star signs and beer (laughs) and it turned out to be really fun so I was like well why don't we do something like music and beer and then um with the rise of Chat GPT, I said, "Why don't we get Chat GPT to tell us how to match music <laughs> and beer?" And I actually I did star signs as well, but we don't have. Oh, to. nice! <laughs> <laughs> I did star signs, beer, and you can. It's great! It's so much fun. You could while away the hours on
1: it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Long conference calls suddenly get shorter.
2: <laughs> I gave it I I gave it the prompt: generate a beer style recommendation for various music genres. And the recommendation should include the reason for that choice and how it relates to the typical fan of that music genre. Oh,
1: you—you gave it very detailed directions. I like that.
2: Well, you have to be specific, don't you? Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Or maybe I should have just left it very vague. I don't know. Anyway, all
1: good, all good. So,
2: what genre do you want to start with? It starts
1: with pop. Oh, we'll start with pop. I mean, that, that can maybe be a, be a Eurovision preview. Of course, we're going to get to that in, in due course. In due I made course.
2: sure it added Eurovision as its own oh, genre.
1: Good. Okay, excellent, excellent. <laughs> we have to prep, we have to prep.
2: Will we, will we go straight to Eurovision? No, go on. Yeah, so Eurovision. <laughs> Eurovision music is known for being flamboyant, over the top, and a little bit cheesy. Not wrong. So a beer that's fun, playful, and a little bit silly would be a good match. A fruit beer or a sour ale with a bright, fruity flavor, a hint of sweetness would be perfect for Eurovision fans who are looking for something a little bit different. Okay. And I am wearing my Yaya Ding Dong. Play Yaya oh, it's Ding gorgeous. Dong t-shirt there. We're <laughs> the Eurovision- looking for
1: something because they're not going to find a hotel room in Liverpool. Just, oh,
2: you won't find anything. Happen. You won't find an Airbnb. You won't. Nope. You won't get nothing. Sorry. And if you had a book, they cancelled it, and then you got pissed off. And let's not go uh, there.
1: Well, we won't get not
2: today. Not today. And then Ticketmaster fucked up,
1: with mm. the whole
2: ticket. So yeah,
1: we're not bitter. See, I, I, I brought a <laughs> Oh, out.
2: I see what you did there. So I don't know, Eurovision fans with a fruit
1: beer or a sour ale. I mean. I guess, you know, that could make sense if you're having, you know, a couple different things throughout your evening, you know, that could work, that could work. You want to mix it up. Um, I mean, I like what we do where we try to pair, you know, country with, you know, yeah. the beer, but uh, you know, you're not, there's definitely going to be some that are going to be harder to get, you know, a flamboyant and I'm air quoting beer with, you know, say Germany, it's, it's not going to happen. So,
2: yeah. well, there are, there are smaller breweries there it's that true. just aren't on our radar, I suppose.
1: Yeah, 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 they're they harder not to
2: get to over here. here.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. 100%. No, I do. For Eurovision, I think it's uh, the taste of Europe.
1: And
2: you try everything, <laughs> try everything. And then you exactly. end up being flamboyant because you've tried everything. <laughs>
1: oh, 100%. And I know, Christina, you have very different taste in music. So where, where are you starting with this topic? So I want to so, hear your thoughts.
0: Um, I'm over here representing um, punk. And all of it's like later genres. So like hardcore, post-hardcore, metalcore, um, alternative metal, new metal, um, and emo. Um, So I have put in
2: emo punk. Do you wanna hear what it says? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Emo punk is characterized by its emotional intensity and raw confessional lyrics. A beer that matches this intensity and complexity would be a good choice, such as a rich malty amber ale or a hoppy bitter pale ale, American pale ale. These beer styles have a bold and assertive taste that matches the passionate and intros- introspective spirit of the emo punk music. Additionally, right. a beer with a higher alcohol contact could help capture the intense and cathartic experience that is often a- associated with emo punk concerts.
0: I have so many thoughts <laughs> <laughs> see like firstly like when I was growing up like here you didn't want to be known as emo like we didn't right. want to call ourselves emo like now you know it's like oh it's like a genre of of you, you know you, you want to be emo and like now I wear the title elder emo quite happily like I'm wearing my my chemical romance um shirt, speaking of emo um happily but when I was growing up not at all um so this idea like emo emotional like we kind of got mocked for that like right you know oh you're you're so emo you're so sensitive like it was something like people made fun of us for it wasn't cool um well at least some people didn't think it was cool I thought it was cool um but yeah so I think it kind of depends because there's Subgenres, even within emo like I leaned more towards what is now kind of known as screamo so like a little bit more you know screaming um a little more aggressive so like the used I guess uh, was one of my favorite bands now I'm putting this saying this now a lot of the old emo bands this is a warning have a lot of controversy surrounding them now some of the lead singers have been doing really Fucked up shit. Yeah. Um. I can't keep track of all of it because it feels like every other day it's a new band. So if I mention a band that I listen to, it's not an endorsement of their behavior or what they're doing now. Because, like, frankly, I just can't keep up with who all is being, yeah, for lack yeah, of better a terms.
1: Yeah, can not. I
2: say that applies to beer as well? It's 100. Yeah. We try to keep up with who's a good brewer and who's being horrible but yeah. it, you just can't keep up you can't keep up and it shouldn't really be on the consumer to have to keep up I don't know like no I will buy, buy no. them if I, if I know they've done something nasty and I and I and I won't I purposely won't buy their product but if I don't know about it
0: then, no, and like yeah. you shouldn't have to like just like when I go to the shop and I buy cereal, I don't Google the brand of cereal before I buy my cereal. You shouldn't have to do that with beer, but like increasingly, it feels like we have to. It's so frustrating. But then there's arguments about like, well, the bigger brands are all horrible anyway, and uh, not not for today's yeah. topic. But the moral well, of the story bring, is, bring it I'm back. not endorsing any of these bands. I don't know the controversies in and out. In fact, I probably don't know much of the controversies. So, you know, some of these bands might have stuff that's not great. Um, And I apologize for that. I try to keep up with it, but it's really hard. Um, But yeah, so I grew up listening to some to some of those bands. And then, of course, like My Chemical Romance and, and Fall Out Boy, Taking Back Sunday, you know, those kind of bands. So. I want something a little more aggressive in terms of a beer. And I was thinking more of like a black IPA. Um, oh, nice. So the complexity of the dark malts with the underlying bitterness, I think works really well because you have that sort of angry or emotional or, you know, that, that backbone, that bitter backbone that plays well, but then you have these the sort of lovely, dark, roasty notes um, which, you know, tends to be more of, like, the chorus or or something like that. And then plus, <laughs> yes. like, obviously, like, black. Come on.
2: <laughs> ChatGPT yeah. has recommended a black IPA for metal fans.
0: Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> I'm also a metal fan. Like, I, I... Metalcore and alternative metal, frankly, there's not that much difference between them and... Sc- oh, someone's going to punch me in the face. <laughs> <me>. But, like, <laughs> really, like, if you listen to Scream Out you're probably gonna like metalcore and alternative metal or just metal in general because I do you know I listen to all of that they it loud heavy hard angry music sign me up um so I think you know that kind of works for both of them but then I mean I guess with emo then you have on the other side you have like bands like dashboard confessional which is a lot softer so then I think maybe Mm. then for your amber IPA or even some fallout boy is is a bit softer um even the used has like you know blue and yellow which is a softer blue blue and yellow which is a softer song um so it just kind of depends on the song um, yeah, some of the most beautiful sweetest songs have been by bands that scream the rest of their songs yeah, yeah, yeah um, absolutely yeah so I think yeah it really depends but like that's if the genre was a beer but if when I'm thinking about like what beer would I drink at one of these shows that's a yeah. whole kind of different Kettle of fish. And I don't know if we're there yet, but yeah, let's
1: come back to that because that's that's another good question to get into is what have what about at the gig? So I think that's a we will come back to that. So I've I've also got like a, a music and beer shirt on. I've got one of the Rascals' newer, uh, shirts. It's their happy days. Uh, what's got happy days and, and Vunderbar. it's a bunch of their beers. And then they're in vinyl records. Cause that's what all the kids are into these days is the, the vinyl. Um, and certainly whenever you go to rascals, they're always playing some, some kicking tunes. I know we've talked before about how, for some of us, they're a little too loud if it's an event, but that said, they are really, really good tunes that they have. But I also uh, took your, took inspiration from you, Katie, and I decided to see what would happen if i asked chat gpt to pair some um you know pair the divine comedy my favorite band for forever and ever and ever um only moderately obsessed with you know everything neil Hannon does um so i said could you pair some divine comedy music with the right kind of beer and so this was fantastic for me because it said when it comes to the divine comedy a band known for its witty and sophisticated lyrics theatrical flair and baroque pop sound, you might want to consider a beer that's similarly complex, playful, and refined. Here are a few options to try. So, number one, Belgian Double. The Divine Comedy's music often incorporates classical jazz and cabaret influences, and a Belgian Double with its rich malty sweetness, dark fruit flavors, and spicy notes can complement that complexity. Try a Trappist beer like Chimay Red or Westmall Double. So, interesting. Hadn't thought about that, but I can see where they're going with that, so I think they they really want me to go down kind of the, the Jacques Brel side of the the catalog for uh, for the double there, which is all good. But then, and this is why I got to have my my bitter. It says number two, English bitter. Since the Divine Comedy is an Irish band with a penchant for literary references and sardonic humor, an English bitter with its earthy herbal hop character and dry finish could be a good fit. Look for a traditional pub ale like Fuller's London Pride or Timothy Taylor's Landlord, although I, I get to win because I'm having an Irish one, so yay me. But the third one is Irish Stout. If you want to nod to the band's Irish roots and melancholic side, a dry Irish stout like Guinness can provide a smooth, creamy contrast to the music's ornate arrangements and bittersweet lyrics. So I feel like a bit of a cop-out on the Guinness, but okay, <laughs> okay. Not the Guinness specifically, but I feel like the, the sort of stereotype of sort of Sad, sad Irish people crying in the rain was a little, you know, a little on the nose. But I don't know. What do you think? I'm like that. That's kind of in the ballpark, though. I was impressed by the idea of a double, just sort of getting into that sort of, I don't know, jazz kind of uh, angle. I guess sort of Belgian jazz <laughs> angle, very specifically. But uh, yeah, so not not sort of mad about where it ended up. But again, I get to I get to have my bitter. so that's uh, that it's makes me good. pretty happy. It's, it is all good, but I am I was sort of also running this past some of my my fellow divine comedy nerds who were very excited about this. So uh, guys, if you're listening, hello. If this is your first episode, hello. Hopefully you'll come back and listen to more, but I thought it was such an interesting idea and hopefully they're all off now running other sort of uh, divine comedy and or Neil Han related uh, chat GPT uh, queries. So we'll see where, where that goes. <laughs> But there you go. But I, I try to kind of the other way around too, to just say, you know, if I like a best bidder, what music should I be listening to? And then there was some sort of less, less good results there because it's like classic rock, like Led Zeppelin. And I was like, oh, okay. And then it got into folk rock, uh, or no, sorry, folk, folk music, not folk rock, where they're like Fairport Convention, the Dubliners, Nick Jones. I'm like, okay, that's, that's fair. Um, but then the indie rock too was a little bit, too generic where it's like you might like the national or fleet foxes i'm like i don't know those are very different things to me but i felt like it was a bit more generic but again that's the prompt i gave it so it was very it was very open-ended but i don't know it's definitely a a fun experiment but uh, it you know.
2: is it is so much fun and when i did my one so jazz jazz here got brown ale or a porter with hints of caramel and chocolate
1: Ah, now see that's interesting to me because I would have thought jazz would go more kind of you know continental. Let's say again yeah. something maybe a bit Belgian or you know or French maybe. Classical but, uh...
2: got the Bel- a Belgian ale. Okay, interesting. Classical. So I'll do a quick rundown. So yeah, pop got a pilsner.
1: Okay, I mean, sure.
2: Yeah, rock because they're rebellious got an IPA.
1: <laughs> okay, boomer. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> country got a an easy drinking beer like a blonde ale or a lager. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Hip hop, it's all about confidence and style. Okay. <laughs> so it's a stout or a porter with hints of chocolate and coffee.
1: Oh, okay, no. That I could see that though. Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe.
2: What else? Electronic music is a sour ale or a wild ale, wild ale with a fruity or funky flavor. Yeah. To compliment the bold, innovative spirit of electronic music.
0: Yeah. Reggae. I like, I like that.
2: Yeah. Reggae is a wheat beer or a blonde ale with a with a hint mm. of citrus. Perfect match for a laid back tropical
1: sound. I don't see. I'm thinking like a tropical stout but I can see maybe you know if you're if you're on a beach you're maybe like a red stripe kind of thing I don't know I don't know Well, yeah I'll see I'll see where they're going with it though
2: yeah so then metal metal was a um an imperial stout or black IPA with a high alcohol content and strong hop flavor
1: There you go. Again, I think it's great to have to sort of, you know, reverse engineer and see how many ways you can work a black IPA into something because that's just, you know, a thing I like to do. And I believe there's a new black IPA from Whiplash out. So I have to go track that down.
0: Yeah, me too. I need that. Black IPAs are like my one of my absolute favorite styles of beer. I love it. Yeah. And I wonder if there's something about it too, or
1: when you get people who like to nitpick about, but, oh, but it's a bad, it's a bad name. And it's like, well, so what? So I think it fits in well with that rebellious music angle to say, no, it doesn't matter. This is, you know, everyone understands what you say when you say it, it's, you know, you don't have to say, but, 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 uh, no, no one wants to hear that. Just enjoy <laughs> it. Enjoy it. Drink it and live your
0: life. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. So I think maybe that brings us back around to kind of, are there places you like to go to, to kind of listen to music, vibe out to it, or, you know, maybe the opposite of vibe out to it, like just get really into it and kind of pair that with a good drink. Cause I can think there are a couple of places here where I do like to go and have a chill, you know, pint or two where I know they're going to be playing music I happen to like, but you know, I feel like there aren't that many places out there that happen to do that. So I don't know, Katie or Christine, if you've come with, uh, if you've got sort of a place that fits that bill.
2: Well, not, probably not to my taste. <laughs> yeah. But um I had a housemate in college who, uh, I don't even know what style of music it was. Quite alternative rock, maybe, or emo, maybe. But uh, she loved uh, Fibber McGee's. I can see Christina is nodding. To, uh, nodding her head there. <laughs> and also Bruxelles, Bruxelles, just off Grafton Street. Now I haven't been... I've been to Bruxelles most most recently, but it was still about five or six years ago, so I'm mm. not really sure what the vibe is in there now and what the music style is, but it was slightly more heavy than mainstream, but have you been there recently?
0: Me? Not recently, no. but I, I do, I have ventured there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: When I think of music bars, I don't know, like in Ireland, you get a lot of um, live music in pubs. Yeah, definitely. In pubs. uh, But it's usually quite um, middle of the road.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I feel like you have your trad places or you have kind of cover bands. Yeah. You know, um, which is, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, but it's uh, yeah, probably a little hard. I mean, I I do, I, I feel like when I've been to say the big romance and they've had on again, either some wonderful divine comedy or they've had one of their kind of jazz evenings. It's always been when I've kind of happened upon it. Um, but I know they have this huge vinyl collection and all different genres of music. And, um, and I know that that's something that they care very, very deeply about there. They're very into the sound system and all of that. And they have a similar setup at fidelity as well, although I think more of that is still coming—that they're still working on uh, doing some more on the on the music end—but I, I think they do such a nice job of kind of, you know, they, they do kind of to an extent sort of pair the the music and beer. But again, I, I think I've sort of happened to have lucked out on evenings when they've done that. So it's and I'm also I was like, oh, this is just this wonderful serendipitous thing where I can just kind of sit and relax, and it's not too loud because I still, you know, I'm old; I don't want it to be too loud, but. Christina, there are probably times when you do want it to be too loud. So I'd love to get your perspective.
0: So I listen, and someone is also going to yell at me for this, to my music as loud as humanly possible. I don't want to hear my thoughts. I don't want to think my thoughts. I just want to hear music. Um. So it sort of depends. Sometimes when I go out, I just want some nice background music and then it's whatever pub and my friends and whatever. But if I'm going out to listen to the music I like to listen to. I want it to be really, really loud. And I want sort of everyone to be listening to the music and singing along or whatever. So like Workman's Club, I think, has emo nights. Um, yeah, And yeah. Carolyn, if everyone remembers Carolyn, who was on the podcast a couple of years past, and I would go uh, to emo nights and everyone is singing and screaming along. And, and that's that's like, that's my vibe. I love that. Nice. Or equally... I want to go to a gig, um, small local punk bands, bigger bands. Um, again, Carolyn and I went to go see my <laughs> chemical romance last year, actually in England. Um, and then she saw them again here. So um, so yeah, I, I like the vibe of everyone sort of, you know, going to see the band and, or the, the genre of music and everyone's kind of connected in that way. I, Grew up doing that. Um I remember drinking really, really shitty beers in my friend's basement <laughs> while playing like CDs. I'm very old. Um, you know, back in the day and just like everyone jamming out. You're your very old CDs. Hello, cassette <laughs> tape girl over here. Uh, I mean, I was a cassette tape girl too. Okay. Like don't like, don't <laughs> don't get it wrong. Um, the first time but I mean like I was the I'm sure you all remember this recording the song on the radio oh yeah um when it came on you'd record it yes yes like grunge. I remember we're like recording like Nirvana off the radio I was so pleased with myself um but yeah so I think of like those kind of venues and that kind of a, a scene and then you know like what beers do I drink, whatever the cheapest one is. Cause I'm there for <laughs> like the vibes and the ambiance, and I not too bothered with what I'm drinking as long as it's okay. You know? Um, yeah. And that's what we grew up drinking. Like I said, Natty Light, cheap beer. Um, you know, I actually, when I was in, when I was at the, this the my chemical romance gig they had a nice kind of selection of beers but i genuinely just picked the cheapest one hey you know especially if you're going to be
1: out you know doing it yeah if it's an outdoor if it's an
2: outdoor gig you just want something to keep you somewhat hydrated and
1: yeah enjoyed. i know and katie we have to plan for when we go see pulp uh, yes you know in in a few months time so. if anyone else
2: is going to pulp let us know we'll have a little entourage when We will oh like-
1: yes that would be super fun <laughs> that would be super fun i wish i could find my uh my t-shirt from the last time i saw them in i think 1996 so it's been a while um i was not drinking on that occasion because i was incredibly hungover um, to the point where people were coming up to me and uh, this was at a festival so this was a very long time i saying like you don't look well do you need bread and I'd be like uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, uh. and people very nicely like gave me bread and patted me on the head and made sure I didn't get into any kind of trouble and uh you know all good but yeah the pulp were the headliners that day so it was a v96 I think but uh yeah long long time ago but no no beer on that occasion no no nothing nothing really <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know and I I just think that for for an outdoor gig yeah it'd be nice to have more options but we just get macros here but even yeah. even even in where you have where you're seated like I went to see Daddy Frere with Tandy last yes. year and in the Olympia and it, your choices are just macro there's no no move. the
1: olympia you have to go to the oak or the beer temple beforehand there's oh no... we did we did yeah we went to there's the no beer option. temple beforehand yeah um so yeah it
2: will be nicer it, yeah because when it you're sitting nice. down at a seat you, you want to yeah when you're sitting down beverage.
1: you want to be slightly more sophisticated is the wrong word but yeah. sort of you want to sit and just enjoy right you want to you want to enjoy it again that's that's you know to, to switch the genre of music again when I was up in in Belfast the other week to hear some wonderful musical theater um type stuff and they had Heaney there and I could enjoy just a really lovely beer sit back and hear glorious glorious singing it was all just very very nice but to Christina's point very different from if you're hearing like something grungier and loud and where you just want to like, again, kind of stay hydrated or have whatever's and cheapest dance, and just, and yeah. And yeah,
0: Kind of like feel, yeah. you know, feel the, just be there and be very present. And yeah, I just, and honestly, almost the cheap beer is part of it. Like it just is yeah. part of the experience for me. And like, I hate that the cheap beer is macro beer because that's so anti um, everything. Um <laughs> you know, cause like, you know, it's anti-consumer, anti-corporate, anti-capitalism. Yeah. And then here we are with our macros. Right. Um, right, right. <laughs> so like, you know, like a, like a really good craft um, lawnmower beer would be perfect for those yeah, kind of venues. Yeah. Like some really easy drinking lager would be divine chef's kiss. I would love to be yeah. drinking something like that, but that's usually not on offer. And so it's, you know, whatever's the cheapest yeah. beer that's there because um, uh, I would really like to see not corporate, be- massive corporate beers there.
2: and uh, like Ballycock are don't they do the beer
1: for Forbidden oh, yeah. Fruit, which has suede and ash? Yeah, great- uh, emo fest. Yeah, forest fest. Yeah, that's forest the one. And, I, and That's the one yeah. I know. And I've said this before. I really want to go, but I don't want to camp. <laughs> so, yes, and yeah. I'm with you, Lisa.
2: I would uh, go, but <sighs> the whole camping thing. You reach yeah. a stage in your life, and it's just like yeah, orthopedic mattress, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and I know like- that they've got the lovely recyclable cups or reusable cups, and I've got some of them from other events they've done, and it's wonderful. And I want to go and support and hear all these amazing bands, but I also want to be comfortable so
0: yeah like I'm I'm an I'm no like I did <laughs> I I got asked last year very nicely to come down to electric picnic to give a talk oh, on yes. um the history of brewing women and Tany went with me and um she did the tasting part and I did the uh the history part and we we uh paired with Belly Kill Cabin and had some of their beers on there and it was it was awesome. I'm too old to camp. <laughs> um and it's also like a lot of that music just isn't my scene. Um But yeah, so it it was a really fun experience, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Katie. I need a nice mattress. Like, because if I'm going to a show, I want to like dance around, just get hectic, just be ridiculous. Then I want to go home to my bed or a nice hotel room and, and be comfortable.
1: Yeah. And shower (laughs) and shower these things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. And maybe there's room
1: service or whatever. That's I think that's the thing that's also puts me off like the glamping is it looks beautiful, but it's so expensive for, you know, at that point, I may as well be in a nice
2: hotel. For what you yeah. get, it's definitely not worth it because you still have to put on your head torch and find the toilet in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, <You know>?
0: yeah. <laughs> like Electric Picnic was unreal. If I was like, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, Oh my god, it would be amazing, but I'm not. Um, it it's just slightly beyond right. um, me. At this point now, I'm like I'd rather sleep in my car. Um, I'd rather <laughs> sleep at home. Yeah, no, it, it it was so much fun, but it's just I I I'm an older lady who prefers her comforts in life, which is probably also very anti punk but here we are yeah.
2: um <laughs> even punk rockers grow old
0: oh, yes i'm an elder emo Absolutely. okay so as an elder geriatric emo Anita need my bed. <laughs> <Look.
1: Yeah. laughs> oh my god i had to look up what was the last thing i had at a you know at, at a gig and this would have been i've not gosh i've not been to anything since again apart from this musical theater one um like a gig gig since november i was in london i was at the water rats to see david davant and his spirit wife and i had a London pride. And it was perfect for just standing there with my plastic cup, you know, in the front of the venue, wearing the same t-shirt that I bought 25 years ago. So that felt good, but like it was vibes, it was fantastic, but I loved having, you know, my, I I would say cheap pint, but I probably paid like seven pounds or something for it, which I did not back in the day, but it still took me back, you know, flavor wise, it was still the same experience, you know, same music, same band, mostly the same people, frankly, same beer. So uh, you know, you you can go back again to an extent. but um yeah. Yeah, but then, but then I went back to a nicer hotel than I would have ever, you know, I would have been in like student accommodation then. I stayed in a nice hotel this time. That was different. So I did get to go back after and then sleep. Uh, different experience on that uh, from that perspective
2: and are yeah. there are there many musicians or bands that are big into their beer? That would say yeah.
0: Ooh, there are I some want. metal and like some metal and punk bands that have paired with like craft breweries in the the U.S. Um, to to make beers because um, in some cases the Venn diagram of people who like metal <laughs> and who like emo music and who like craft beer is a circle. Right. Um,
2: just like Eurovision fans and beer fans. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. we
0: go. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Not just us. Right
2: not just those.
0: so yeah so like that totally exists although i think and i you know i warned them before the episode that i was gonna have a wee bit of a rant about this <laughs> but i think that there's absolutely a misappropriation of culture in craft beer i think you know um punk culture is like anti-capitalist anti consumerist the most punk rock beer you could probably make is your homebrew in your bathtub bringing that or sneaking that into a gig would probably be the most punk rock thing that you could have. And I sound so pretentious being like, Oh, that sounds like punk rock. I, I sound like an asshole. I can hear myself sound like an asshole, but you know what I mean when I'm saying right. this, like that would be probably to me, especially cause you know, there's a lot of like DIY um, yeah. that to me, like really speaks more to this fear. And I, and there's a lot of other people who probably agree with me. I think people, I'm not the first one who said this. I'm sure lots of people have said that homebrew is particularly associated with punk rock or should be. Um, at the end of the day, craft breweries are capitalist organizations there to make money. I think that there's absolutely a space where craft breweries and bands, punk bands and stuff could, can exist because punk bands make money too. Um, And I think as long as it's still, you know, that ethos where they're, you know, they're to build community, they're there to be anti-establishment, they're probably quite leftist. Um, As long as they're still espousing those values, that's okay. But I think there are, some breweries, no names going to be mentioned, nameless, that have nameless. misappropriated craft uh, punk culture into their brewing as a way to kind of maybe like sleight of hand away their um, capitalist notions and some of probably their really okay. bad behavior um watch, so watch, I, watch the hand yeah yeah. we yeah.
1: all know who we're talking about but we're not gonna
2: <laughs> say we? anything maybe
0: not because I maybe think there's not. more than one, more than, more than one. Um, yeah you see you're being yeah plural is important here so yeah there's not That's just cool. one there's quite a few um that kind of do this either with their branding or their like not even the name of their, their brewery but like certain specific beers or like the decor in their brew pubs like it's not just one brewery i know you know you might have this one in mind but there's a lot of these, or that one in mind or this or that or this um, as, and many different ones probably wherever you are in the world there's probably one that's coming into your head but the point that i'm making is there's quite a few of them yeah, um no. And so I think that's something that you kind of need to be cognizant of, you know, like what, what are they doing this for? What, is, why are they saying this? Are they doing it because they really like the music and that's one thing, or are they doing it because they think it's going to sell well, you know, it's, it's, which, you know, in fairness, that's a good reason to make something, but like, you know, it, you need to think about it. And again, I'm not talking about one specific brewery. There are <laughs> lots of breweries that are doing this. Um, but they're doing it with all number of things. So it's not just, you know, punk rock, it's, you know, your childhood cartoons, it's all sorts yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So just, that's my little rant on that, but just, yeah, it's not one brewery, it's lots of breweries, and it's something to to keep eye an eye out because they sort of water this down, right? They make it more palatable. Um, but the original ethos of punk was not <laughs> um right. and of course that's changed in like post hardcore and emo and, and these sorts of things but it's still there like you know bands like rise again and stuff are very political so you yeah be wary of that
1: yeah absolutely and i think there's been that kind of reckoning i don't know if this happens much here but like in sort of english folk music uh it's english and scottish folk music where they had to be really specific about saying no no we're anti-fascist we're anti-racist and. They had, and kind of sort of saying, Look, all, all of you sort of again, the Venn diagram is a circle of people who are, you know, drinking Cascale and sort of, you know, the more traditional ones and sort of assuming culture means one thing when it means many things and have to kind yeah. of keep making the point, you know, again, it's, it, and it, it's sort of sad that it always falls to the musicians or the fans to say, No, no, this is a broader church than this narrow thing that someone prescribed in 1932 or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, but I think, again, you, you, that's almost kind of more. In some ways, punk rock from this very sort of traditional folk idea, than kind of a lot of what you're saying. Certain, I'll say multinationals and other breweries who kind of like to like to hitch a hitch a ride, as it were. Yeah, and that kind of ethos. So,
0: yeah, it's a and, thing. And, yeah, and and it's a lot of them. It's not just it's not just one. There's quite a few, and they do it for all different things. Yeah. Um. So it's just something to just keep in mind with. And you know, again, this is frustrating because we're going circling back to that. Oh my God, do I have to Google every Right, freaking brand that I buy something from it feels like we're almost there folks like it's really annoying yeah on the one hand it's like great that the information
1: is there but on the other like can you just not expect people to be sound about certain things yeah. like you know like you why know. is
0: it our like is it our job to vet them or is it their job to not be a douche canoe like it's I their just- job <laughs> exactly. to not be I'm
1: fucking dickheads yeah, just like be be nice to people. This is you know you can still make money and be nice to people. These
0: are not mutually exclusive things. You know it's all, all doable. I have noticed in a brief tangent that this is probably the sweariest episode I think we've ever had, <laughs> and I'm like really really proud that that's the music episode. I'm really really. We have opinions. We have
1: opinions. Okay, so so on that on that note, we'll sort of move slightly into again this idea of, of venues because before we started, I was saying Christina there is a place you need to go in London. There is a pagan metal bar called Helgi's Bar in North London, which I think is like, you know, for you. Now, is it maybe too prescribed to be you? Is it too perfect to be true? Who knows? You need to kind of go and find out. But I wonder, have, have either of you come across this kind of thing where you're like, ooh, that looks like a place I need to go and check out because it looks like they get kind of my musical taste or, you know, my taste in beer. I don't know. I've, I've noticed a couple of these places and that's the one that comes to mind for me but I feel like there must be more out there
0: there has to be more right like I need to go to there Um, right sounds so cool
1: (laughs) yeah I'm I'm just I'm I'm fascinated by their Instagram now even though like metal is not my thing but I'm fascinated by the sort of use of kind of what I'll call kind of modern pagan culture and they're not trying to sort of what's a good way to say it like they're they're trying to just say this is this they're not trying to put all these sort of deep thoughts into it they're just like this is just people enjoying this scene and yeah speaking of cultural
0: appropriation that's right there there can be
1: big pitfalls there yeah exactly
0: um yeah no that sounds really cool i want to go yeah it looks really cool or
1: or i think too like there must be some really great um you know i I think there must be other other places here like even just like going to like piper's corner and hearing like a trad session like there's some really good stuff going on that's not just the kind of touristy yeah you know thing that's out there like you know bands like Lancome got started somewhere and they're very cool so it's uh you know I think there's a lot more out there in that kind of in that kind of scene and I do think some of the places playing and again maybe this is my own bias playing kind of the better and I'm air quoting this music or you know more maybe more variety do tend to have better beer on so there's just
0: I don't know is it a real trend or is it just something I see I don't know well, yeah. And like, I'm not that fussy. Like I have obviously like my favorite genres of music, but if it's live music, I will probably go see anything. Like if you're like, mm-hmm. Hey, Christina, you want to go see this band? I have a ticket and it's blah, well, blah, Yes. It's probably going to be my answer because I just like music. Like I just love music. So I'm pretty happy to be anywhere where there's live music. So more of that, frankly. Yeah. Um, more of that where were we where were we we had a beer ladies event at the beer temple and they had live music they had um a gentleman who's I think it's one man band with his guitar and stuff that was really nice like it was yeah you know you had the Galway Bay beers and then you had the and it, it, he wasn't too loud he was a nice volume
2: yes I think that was a cans in the park day was it? I
0: think there were cans on the park. Yes, it morning. was. And yes. then I think we ended up there. That was a great day. And I, more yeah, of that. Day. Yeah. More of that. I yeah. We ended up singing a song. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it was very tuneful. Absolutely. Oh my God. And, and I will say, I, I enjoy a good sing along or, you know, that kind of a thing. And if you like, we won't get into it right now but it's like there's a whole separate episode to be done on like you know beer and favorite karaoke numbers I'm like that's a that's a different that's a different direction yeah. but we could we could explore that's like that, that some fun direction yeah but then people might like get it on camera or something and
0: it would be it would be out there forever oh but uh, but oh that- yeah no i i I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't sing karaoke but i really like to go to watch other people sing karaoke
2: i did karaoke yeah. once in DCU bar when I was in college (laughs) and uh they plugged out the microphone I was so amazing they just like (laughs) you didn't need (laughs) it (laughs) I probably didn't even need it you know I have I have a voice that carries you know but yeah I was absolutely terrible oh
0: my god I wouldn't mind doing it if it was one of those you know you can go and there's a couple places actually in Dublin where you can get like the private room so it's just like you and your mates I wouldn't mind doing that because if I make an absolute you know fool of myself around you guys I don't care yeah, uh, yeah they do it at the
1: back page they've got the private karaoke rooms so you can get they, like,
0: i would do that yeah. with you all because i don't that really would, yeah. like i mean i know we'll all just laugh right like so it not yeah. be a big yeah. deal
1: same exactly yeah, we'll
2: yukio once and they have a little telephone and you telephone up your order and they bring oh, it down which i thought was
1: so cool. cool oh my gosh that is so much fun Oh my goodness. Well, I think we're, 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 you know, we're, we're going on, but any final thoughts on music and beer or things that we need to explore in that direction? Apart from, I think the message is loud and clear. We need to get out and see more gigs and just see more bands. Yeah. And almost regardless of what there is to drink. So,
2: but we're too my... old for tents.
0: <laughs> too old for tense. Yeah. My call to um, the craft breweries in Ireland is to pair up with like more like alternative like metal um punk bands and like try to get into more of those establishments because you have an audience that would probably much li- likely prefer um <clears throat> to drink local than to drink macros based on probably their leanings yeah Um, as long as it's somewhat affordable um so I would really like to see that in those kind of venues or even more venues like that more live gigs more live music more just more of that um but yeah that's my favorite so
2: yeah. And look, we just need Niall Horan now to to, <laughs> to to he's Mullingar. What breweries of Mullingar? Oh. I don't know. Oh no. Maybe he'll he'll Dead Center Athlone isn't a million miles away. Yeah, not too far. Yeah. You know? We'll get Niall Horan. He's gonna make make Dead Center go go international.
1: Go global. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, that would uh, be that would be a thing, yeah. No, I, I think definitely. I know we've got the um, again like the, the Rascals Beer Festival. Look to look forward to. They're going to definitely play some good tunes there, and I think that'll be indoor outdoor this time. So if it does, if it is loud, we can always wander to one space or the other. But it'll be good tunes no matter what. But that will yes. be good fun. Looking, and anyway, yeah, Katie, you and I I'm really looking. I'm really off.
2: looking forward to that. That's the May Bank Holiday weekend in Ireland. It's and, gonna uh, be.
1: Pretty epic. So food
2: trucks as well. So tacos yeah. and
1: proper tacos, I'm told. I hope so. I hope so. It sounds like it. So nice. You know. Yeah, that's gonna be exciting. And then, then that's a whole other thing. Like food trucks and beer, like they need to come together. Oh right. yeah, that's
0: a love affair. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful.
1: Definitely. And I, I think before we, we completely wrap up, I just have the the half man half biscuit song camera man in my head, which is just but we'll put a link to it in the show notes because it's, it's very, very funny, but I, I feel like it's, it's very on the nose. A, a lot of the stereotypes mentioned in the song are absolutely true of people who like this kind of music and like this kind of beer. Um, but I, I think it's done with love. So I think it's, it's the right kind of gentle, gentle ribbing. But uh, maybe that's the next thing. If So folks who are listening, if there are other songs that mention I'd either sort of you know, traditional cask or just you know craft beer. What what are they? I think we'd like to hear more about what hmm. what you guys are hearing. So
2: yeah, not
1: <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that.
2: Nothing wrong oh, with
1: Chumbawamba. song. <laughs> <laughs> Do like some Chumbawamba, and again, like like hardcore, like awesome folky leftist band that everyone thought was a big pop band who actually were secretly not. But you know, <laughs> there you go that is a great example but yeah folks tell us like other you know other songs that kind of you know pair you know beer good you know beer good music good good music good beer but without getting into that sort of traditional drinking song because that can get a little too generic so we're looking for, for an elevated version how about that so on that note i don't know anything else from you katie or christina all right. Then with, with that said, again, we are at Beer Ladies Pod on all of the socials. We really appreciate all of your likes and shares and subscribes. It really does help us when you go in and do the little rating or, uh, you know, go ahead and tell other people that we're out there. We really, really appreciate it. If you buy some merch and wear it to a gig, we would love to see pictures of that. You will be super famous on the internet. So, you know, go for that. So with that said, we hope to see you at a gig. So see you soon. Bye.